Welcome to the NM Talks Healthcare Podcast. On this podcast, you'll find thought-provoking insight into critical topics surrounding the healthcare industry. Each episode features Nelson Mullins healthcare attorneys and special guests who offer a variety of experience in healthcare. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of the NM Talks Healthcare Podcast. My name is Kara Ludwig, and I'm joined by Bob Wilson in today's discussion about the Rural Healthcare Initiative, Securing the Future of Healthcare in Rural America. I'm a partner in our Raleigh, North Carolina office and have been practicing for the last decade in the healthcare space, doing regulatory compliance and transactional work with a variety of healthcare providers. I spent a lot of that time working with rural hospitals, and I've had the privilege of working alongside my colleague, Bob Wilson, who's here on the podcast with us today. Bob has been a healthcare attorney for over 40 years and has great depth of experience working with rural hospitals in particular. Bob, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of background about your experience as a healthcare attorney and how you got started representing rural hospitals? Well, I've often been identified as an attorney representing community hospitals and and have done that for quite a number of years. And um, it was really just a, a matter of going back to my roots in uh, rural North Carolina and my affinity for working with people in communities such as the one I grew up in. And the opportunity presented itself to focus my practice a lot on rural community hospitals. And, and uh, through a number of years, things have changed quite a bit. And uh, so we've followed those changes and, and I've had the privilege to be a part of that since the, the 1980s when we adopted the prospective payment system. So I've seen a lot uh, over the years in rural healthcare. How did your experience with rural healthcare and rural hospitals inspire you to start the Rural Healthcare Initiative? Well, we saw, as I mentioned a moment ago, a, a lot of changes in rural healthcare. The pressures on rural communities to support and maintain local hospitals have never been greater. And the consolidation of the healthcare industry a lot in North Carolina and certainly elsewhere in the country has contributed to those pressures. And a lot of rural community hospitals have joined larger systems, whether by long-term leases or asset sales or member substitutions. And so there has been a real sea change in how rural hospitals have been governed and developed, particularly over the last 20 years. And in this period of time, there has been quite a bit of pressure financially on rural community hospitals, especially with the proliferation of technology, a lot of unfunded mandates from the federal government, things that that larger healthcare systems do as a matter of course are much more difficult in the rural community setting. And uh, we saw a need to provide what I would call a turnkey 
set of services, skill sets that uh, rural community hospitals need in this environment and uh, present that as a, a one-stop shop, if you will, to people who run rural community hospitals, people who are responsible for the governance of rural community hospitals so that they don't have to look very far for the wide range of skills necessary to either reimagine a rural healthcare facility or repurpose it to something that is more consistent with the 21st century healthcare needs as opposed to, for instance, the, the needs that the healthcare industry had when in post-World War II, the Hill-Burton Act provided funds for the construction of, of so many of these hospitals. So uh, the idea was really born from the need uh, coming from the circumstances that we saw in, in rural healthcare and, and the pressure to keep healthcare local uh, and the opportunity that it provided for those of us who are keen to keep healthcare local to assist in, in doing so. So the, the idea was really uh, an answer to uh, the increasing problem of distress in, in local community healthcare and, and to maintain access to it. So that's that's really why we started it. What resources and expertise can RHI offer for a rural hospital that's in financial distress? Well, we uh, we're really proud of the breadth of of skills that are available. We we have, of course, uh, uh, Nelson Mullins takes care of any legal issues that might come up. But more importantly, I would say even is the health planning and strategy component, the feasibility analyses and, and the uh, studies necessary to determine what healthcare services are appropriate for an area in the new era of healthcare. And for that, uh, we've partnered with Ascendient Healthcare Advisors, which is a nationally prominent healthcare strategy and advisory firm. But realizing that facilities are a major part of the equation. We've also partnered with Criterion Healthcare, which is a company that specializes in healthcare buildings and development of healthcare related uh, buildings and design. And these guys help us assess existing facilities, determine what renovations might be required assess the engineering issues, the costs, the remediations that are required for repurposing uh, facilities and, and uh, essentially matching up the strategy with the, with the, with the facilities. And we, we're very much a, a group that believes that um, form follows function. So as I mentioned first, the Ascendient Healthcare team comes in and, and provides an overall assessment of what the needs are and criterion comes and after that determines how the facilities need to be uh, remodeled to uh, facilitate the provision of those services. And we also, of course, don't leave out the physician component. Every healthcare facility has to be uh, populated by a group of physicians who are willing to uh, refer locally for uh, healthcare services and 
and Health Management Resources is partnering with Rural Healthcare Initiative to develop, uh, operate, and maintain uh, physician practices of all types. And finally, uh, but not least, uh, we've partnered with Gerard, Phillips, Kate, and Hancock, which is, I think, the nation's leading healthcare communications and crisis management firm. And Gerard helps us communicate change. I mean, simply put, the uh, folks at Gerard help us con convey a message to the community about what changes may be taking place in the in the hospital uh, or or other setting, and and how that's going to benefit them. And we also, of course, listen to the public and uh, try to convey their wishes and whatever planning might take place. So Gerard is involved with that. So I, I think we have um, a really great core group of skill sets that bring to our work the variety of areas of expertise that are truly needed when you're looking at transforming a community healthcare setting to, as I've said previously, make sure that access is, is maintained and we're keeping healthcare local because it really is after all about the, the people in the community. We're, we're well mindful of the fact that uh, the greater the time it takes to provide uh, access and transportation to a healthcare service for a patient, the less likelihood the patient's going to seek the care. And of course, if the patient is seeking care and has to travel a good distance, the, the outcome for the patient is not as good. So we're really on a mission to keep healthcare local because we feel that it'll, it'll strengthen our healthcare delivery system greatly if we can maintain a proper healthcare facility, whatever it may be, in these communities that, that may be losing them uh, in, in the future. And, and of course, that's happening now every day, as, as you know. Thanks, Bob. It sounds like the Rural Healthcare Initiative really has pulled together a strong team of professionals across disciplines to help rural uh, facilities maintain healthcare um, and keep healthcare local, as you said. Um, speaking of types of facilities, does RHI work exclusively with rural hospitals or are there other types of healthcare facilities or providers that RHI can help? Well, we have started our work primarily with hospitals, but that doesn't mean that we can't deal with uh, federally qualified health clinics, rural health clinics, and others who are interested in maintaining the the mission of of uh, healthcare on a local basis so uh, we're, we don't consider ourselves limited at all excellent i uh, just enjoy hearing more about the work that rhi is doing i know you've um, helped a lot of communities already what would you say has been rhi's biggest accomplishment so far well i think twofold one is uh I think we've been able to cast a light on the issue. Uh, I, I, I think the important uh, Rubicon that's crossed is, is you know, when uh, people recognize that, that rural health care is in crisis, and we've brought attention to that uh, in a small way. I think that the um, efforts that the state of North Carolina, we hope, will bring to the issue uh, uh, and uh, others who are 
are are thinking like we are in the rural healthcare initiative to support healthcare uh, locally uh, will help to again uh, shine even a greater brighter light on the the situation. And and secondly, uh, you know we've just been privileged to be able to uh, develop plans and opportunities to reopen closed hospitals, to develop new hospitals in rural areas, and and to uh, provide advice and uh, recommendations to people who are responsible for healthcare locally. And, and that's been very rewarding. We've, we've had a lot of speaking engagements uh, around the country uh, with uh, both hospital boards and with associations and others who are uh, in the same field that we we're in, and so we've been able to share our uh, uh, findings and, and our conclusions about what's going on, and as well as recommendations and opportunities for the future. So that's really what we've been about thus far. We, we've got a lot yet to do, but that's what we've done in the last two and a half years. Thanks, Bob. I mean, shining a light on the issue is definitely of utmost importance, and I'm hopeful that in addition to the speaking engagements and other avenues that you've described, that this podcast will help to make our listeners more aware of the crisis that's going on in rural healthcare now. Um, I know we're almost out of time, but I did have just one more question for you. I know you recently received an award for your work with RHI. Would you mind to tell us a little bit about that? Well, I mean, it, it it's really less about me than 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 it was rural healthcare initiative, and and really the uh, the award was uh, I think to recognize the concept of rural healthcare initiative because it's unique. We've talked with a lot of people, and the uh, approach that we've taken with rural healthcare initiative is is something that that no one else in the country is doing. And uh, so I think that that whatever awards we've been recognized for, it's really been mostly for the concept and for the mission uh, that we have to help keep healthcare local and to recognize and, as we've said, shine a light on uh, the crisis in rural healthcare with the hope that that it will bring more attention and more resources to the problem uh, in the future. Thank you, Bob. As always, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today about your work with RHI. I know personally from having worked with you for all these years that your heart really is in the work that you do and you genuinely care about rural healthcare and keeping rural healthcare alive. So I'm grateful to have had the chance to talk with you a little bit more about that and just to hear about the great work that RHI is doing. Um, for our listeners, thank you for joining us in our discussion about the Rural Healthcare Initiative, Securing the Future of Healthcare in Rural America. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode of NM Talks Healthcare.